0: Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency.
1: Hi, Where Brains Meet Beauty family. I am over the moon excited to introduce you to our summer sponsor, Grin. My team at Base Beauty uses the Grin creator management platform every day. It's an incredible tool. Let me tell you why we love it and why you need it. So your team already works with influencers, but they're probably getting lost in spreadsheets and busy work. They're coming through a messy web of communications and content your creators post, wondering if the campaigns are actually delivering a return on your investment. Well, that's where Grin comes in. Grin is the number one creator management platform, helping e-commerce brands connect with their audience through the power of creator partnerships. It's an all-in-one software that allows you to treat your creators like your brand revolves around them because in the creator economy, it does. My team loves that Grin has project management tools that provide for a seamless workflow. Thousands upon thousands of creators already live on Grin, so it's super easy to meet and build organic relationships with them, track the metrics of their content, and pay them all in one platform. Find out how Grin can help you grow your brand. Watch the demo at grin.co. That's G-R-I-N dot C-O. Hi, Esperanza. Hi, Jody. How are you? I am so excited to talk about this episode that everyone's going to really enjoy now. It was super special.
2: It was super special.
1: So, this was recorded at our book launch party, which was at the Allure store in New York City in June. And our guest was Gina from The Real Housewives of Orange County. And you know how much I love The Real Housewives.
2: Absolutely. I feel like this was something that I knew about you before I met you.
1: So um, it was, Gina was a perfect partner to launch this book because now she's a skincare entrepreneur. And she, on the, her show, is so vulnerable and authentic. And I just feel like I'm our industry's Gina. <laughs> i relate to her so much yeah i mean you two were like
2: two peas in a pod on the stage and it was really fun to watch live
1: she's very funny has incredible comedic timing uh, really shares a great bit about her journey as an entrepreneur and as a television personality so should we let everyone get to the episode
2: yeah i think let's hop in
1: okay enjoy episode 211
2: Hi everybody. What's up? <laughs> First of all, the crowd is giving the faces are sitting, honey. This is just like probably the most beautiful audience I've seen ever. So, Jody, you just I guess attract beautiful people. Um, I this is really a special event. I'm so proud of Jody. I'm very honored to be here. So I'm going to do a little spiel, just a little intro before she takes the stage. And I wrote it in my notes on my phone because I was like that, I don't know, serious about it. I was like, I don't want to mess up. This is a really big deal. Um, So I'm going to like, you know, refer to my phone a lot. So bear with me. Okay. I am so incredibly honored to be a small part of this huge major feat. Any creative will tell you that completing a project, especially a book, is no easy undertaking. I've been writing one for about 10 years now. I'm on page two. Um, so congratulations, Jody, on the launch of Facing the Seduction of Success. Yes, <laughs> we can clap. Um, and it's all the more special because the author is so, so very special. So one thing that I personally love about Jody is her authenticity and her sincerity, not just in her work, but also in her interactions with people. Media, beauty, entertainment, it can be a very shallow industry, a very ego-driven industry. But Jodi is what I like to call good people. You know, she's just good people. Um, She's interested in people beyond the surface, beyond their profession or who they work for or their accolades. She's interested in your experience, your perspective and what you have to say. And that is very rare. Her book, which is a collection of gems and tips, is so on brand because at her core, she really just wants to help people and empower people. And don't get it twisted, okay? She has all the receipts to write (laughs) something that could have been very self-serving. She could have been very justified in amplifying herself. But instead, she chose to amplify a bunch of people, guests on her podcast over the years, me included. Um, And she shared those words to help a bunch of other people. And I think that is a true testament to her character. And in the era of the overused, overhyped phrase girl boss, um, that selflessness and sincerity that she has is actually girl boss. Okay, that's like actually what it is for those tuning in wherever you are. All right. Um, So I am very honored to have been a guest on her podcast and to have been included in this book. And I'm very grateful that she thought of me to have this full circle moment and introduce her. So without further ado because I want to get all the titles right. <laughs> I would like to introduce the founder of Base Beauty Creative Agency, host of the Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast, and now author of Facing the Seduction of Success, Jody Katz. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you, Thank you, deserve. Wow, that is... Um I'm going to listen to your words again later. Um, What a moment for me. Um, Welcome. Thank you for all coming out in real life to a party. And it was raining. And look at how many people are here. This is incredible. So um, we're here to celebrate the release of this book. It's available now on Amazon pre-order, so I had to do a little selling. And it actually officially comes out on Tuesday. So I'm super excited um, and we're here and like I'm really having this sort of pinch me moment. So um, bear with me, I just have some remarks before we get on to our main event. So thank you to Essence for being here and for being here always because I do feel like you're always there for me. Um, I want to acknowledge my writing partner, Jan. Will you please stand up? Today is Jan's birthday. So happy birthday, Jan. Jan has been um, by my side for over 10 years, um, writing with me. So she knew me before my daughter was born, right? And um, she's a meticulous researcher, a meticulous note taker. And it made this process super easy for me and super fun. And she really um, respects my point of view and helps me bring it to life. And I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, Jan. Another round of applause for Jan, please. I want to ask everybody to turn around to that nice, handsome man in the back. That's David, my husband. Um, I, you know, I don't do anything alone, and David's such an incredible partner to me, and we met when we were 16 years old. We dated our senior year of high school, went to different colleges. I gave him mono during one of the, um, (laughs) the breaks, and then we broke up. And then there was like a lot of years of dating and breaking up and dating and breaking up. And I'm grateful that the universe like kept bringing us together because we were meant to be together. And thank you, David. I'd like you to turn your attention right here to these two adorable young faces. These are my kids. And I'm probably not very happy to have the spotlight on them right now, but thank you, they um, are so supportive of me. Um, I'm going to always think of this moment and seeing your faces here, so thank you for being here. Okay, so now one one quick story about why we're here and why this book came to be and who this book is for. Um, when I started my business-based beauty 15 years ago, I left a full-time job in like a more corporate environment because I wanted to be the mom I wanted to be. And I didn't, I wasn't even pregnant then. I didn't know what that looked like, but I knew I couldn't do that in the restrictions of the place that I was working. So my dream was to be able to do mommy and me gymnastics on a weekday, right? So I had friends who had kids and they could only do that on the weekends if they had a full-time job, right? Right. So like that was my dream. So fast forward, I get pregnant, I have a child, I'm going to mommy and me gymnastics on like a Tuesday morning. And I wasn't feeling good about it. There was something inside of me that like wasn't connecting. Um, I would get like really anxious and overwhelmed before and during this class. And I really had to kind of look inward and say like, why do I not love this? Because this is all I wanted. And I realized it's because I had this phone in my pocket that was going off in emails, and I was trying to respond to all those work emails while I was being at gymnastics with my child. So where's that balance? Where's what I, My whole goal was to just be able to do this and have flexibility and freedom, yet I was letting work creep into this moment that was so precious to me. So I did a reset and I put that phone and I actually left it in the car. Have anyone ever done that? When you like really need to focus, I left the phone in the car and guess what? I started to love gymnastics with my children. So this is the the reason for the book. The book is here because we all need a little bit of help and guidance, and not just for me, but for my 200 podcast guests to help navigate what you want out of life, what you want out of your career and what you want out of your personal life. And to be able to have, an experience that feels right size for you. So there was no one true definition of success. You create your own and you get to change it. That's the other thing, right? You get to change your mind. So that's what we're here to celebrate tonight. And um, thank you so much for being here with me. Before the main event, I am super excited that on this step and repeat, that the name of the book is Not Alone. Do you see another word up there? Shout it out. Okay, this is really cool. So I want to say thank you to Grin. Are are Grin people here tonight? Okay, anyone from Grin here tonight? Well, they were invited. Um, (laughs) I want to thank Grin. They are our podcast sponsor. And this is super awesome because we actually use Grin in our work at Base Beauty. So let me tell you about them. They are the number one creator management platform, helping e-commerce brands connect with their audiences through the power of creator partnerships and there are our summer sponsor here at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. And my team at Base Beauty uses Grin every day to manage our influencer relationships, and it's a very effective tool. So um, please check them out at grin.co. And if you have more questions, if Ali from Marketing at Grin shows up... Oh, is she there? Oh, no, that's Allie. Hi, Alejandra, you use Grin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you to Grin. Okay, so... Anyone who knows me, or has heard the podcast, knows how much I love Bravo TV. Raise your hand if you love Bravo. Raise your hand if you like choose to not go out and socialize or be with family members because you want to watch shows on Bravo. Um, when um, my business coach five years ago said you have to go out and network and, like, you know, go to events and meet people, I said, No, Alan, I want to go home, put my PJs on, and watch The Real Housewives. <laughs> so, this is a major moment for me. Tonight, the stream is coming true. So, I am absolutely thrilled to introduce you all to the star of Bravo TV's The Real Housewives of Orange County, co founder of Cara Gala Skincare, Gina Kirchenschneider. <laughs> Right, Gina Kirschenheider yes.
0: <laughs>
1: So we are officially right now recording episode
0: 211.
1: Yeah. <laughs> This is so fun. I'm so
0: glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for choosing to not go out and to watch Housewives instead. Yes, I appreciate that. Yes.
1: I just love these shows. You know what? We're here
0: for you. Yeah.
1: They're my happy place. And this is not, like, part of the script, but I want to actually say this. I feel like I can teach a college course on why these shows are so meaningful. So I'm just going to give you, like, a little like a little section of it. Um, And this is something that David and I talk about all the time. He's like, it's so contrived, Jody. It's all set up. I'm like, yes, these situations are set up. But those humans are having those emotions in those ways in as authentic a way as possible. And we've all been that person like not happy. We've mm-hmm. all been that person who's like upset with their spouse. We've been, you know, that person who feels like they were just trampled on. And I think that's why these are so meaningful to us. I
0: think a hundred percent. Yes. And then you light it on fire with alcohol <laughs> <laughs> and you have yourself a good show. Yes. <laughs>
1: well, I want to add to that because I'm, I'm a non-drinker now and um, David and I would also talk about this. It's glorifying drinking. And I actually think that yes maybe like the first scenes it feels like that but like let's look at all these people who've experienced recovery because Mm -hmm. they saw parts of themselves that they didn't like anymore right because of alcohol so i do think if we look at it in a long-term way like it's really addressing people's relationship with alcohol and asking them to look in the mirror
0: yeah or or they choose to ignore it and you just see what that looks like too i like personally i haven't actually i haven't drank since december because mostly i just needed a break you know Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I do think that, I mean, it's everything. And when I look around now too, like my girlfriends, my friends in my community, I mean, it's not just like Bravo, celebrities are the only people out at lunch having cocktails. I mean, they're on, I'm at Friday night lights and these ladies are getting pretty lit up. So I mean, it's
1: everywhere, but yeah. Well, okay, this is super exciting for me. Thank you all for being here. Let's get to the meat of the interview, okay? Okay. So the first question I ask all my guests, because this is a career journey show, is mm-hmm. if you go back in time, think about your 11-year-old self, what do you want to be when you grow up? So
0: first of all, why 11?
1: Um, I think it's just sort of formative. It's like you're not, like, if I asked you when you were six, you'd say you want to be like an astronaut, yeah. right? And if I asked you when you were in high school, you it might be actually the path that you're going to pursue in college. Right. So I think that there's this part of it's not like exactly 100 percent fantasy. It's not 100 percent reality.
0: It's sort of this in-between stage. Yeah for me honestly I I just really tend to be a very present person in the moment um, which is probably why it took me like a really long time to declare my major in college you know. Um, And so I never really was that little girl who was like, I want to be this when I grow up, or I'm going to go get married. And honestly, I feel like though, being that kind of person is probably why I'm like, surprise, I'm a celebrity, you know? Because I just kind of like go with my gut. Um, But if I had to really pick something, my young self, I probably thought I was going to be a professional soccer player. I thought I was going to be Mia Hamm. So I'm quite sure that was probably what it was at the time. Were you good at soccer? Yeah, I mean, I like to think I was, yeah. I mean, until, you know, I played through high school Mm -hmm. and then I burnt out, but yeah, for a minute. When I was 11, I was Mia (laughs) Hamm. So,
1: um, you know, a lot of times when I ask this question, Um, what happens is the answer becomes very full circle and there's elements of that like fantasy job at 11 that are actually coming true in the careers that the people I'm interviewing have right now. So like, what do you think about like Mia Hamm? I mean, she's a celebrity, she's super famous. Like, is this possible that you became Mia Hamm?
0: I mean, I I guess I am (laughs) Mia Hamm, yes. I mean, if we're gonna, this is like a therapy session, but yeah, I mean, I guess really. And like, you know, it's not, it's hard work. And I know a lot of people think, oh, it's a silly show, but there's a lot more that goes into it than anybody knows. And you really, you know what, I've I've had to put it all out there and be very vulnerable. And, um, you know, there's a lot of times that you have to kind of, you need a lot of grit to get through a lot of it. And, um, you know, I guess it is kind of like, what is it like, wipe off the dirt, leave the blood? Is that what they say? What has were has those shirts, those, that those Umbro shirts that we used to wear, you know? <laughs> I did not I did not wear that shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had <a> different childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, a different soccer. I did play soccer, actually. I was not good at it, though.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. I played lacrosse. And I wasn't,
1: like, super good at that, but I really loved that.
0: Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, good enough.
1: <laughs> so uh, just a, a little reminder, we're hosting Carragala Ka- yeah, Giveaways. Yeah. Yes. So um, that's Gina's brand, and we'll be talking about that. So... Um, if you're listening in on the Instagram Live, we'll pick a few questions from Instagram Live. And those people who wrote those questions, we will send you products. You have to like um, stick around and know that your question was asked. We'll call you out. And then we're going to be asking you to DMS, DMS your address. And then for people in the room, we'll also do giving aways. We'll be passing around a stick mic for questions. So you'll have a chance to get a nice package from Gina, yeah. which is exciting. for regiment. yeah. Okay, so question number two here. Um, what was the first job that you
0: got paid for? Um, I was a bus girl at the boathouse on Long Island. It wasn't very glamorous, but you know it was, uh, it was a cash job. I've had a lot of jobs, but a lot of them were in the food industry. Um, I worked behind a yola behind the pizza counter for a long time and I was a hostess. Um, I was a really crappy waitress through college. Very friendly, like, I still got decent tips because, like, I would talk to everybody, I just, like, didn't bring them what they ordered. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. Um, With that first job as the bus person, do you remember what you did with that money?
0: Oh, no. I mean, the same stuff. I mean, it was was very, you know, I still am best friends with my girlfriends from that time, like from elementary school. So it was just all about getting that money to go to, like, the movies on Friday night or walk down to, like, Sunset Plaza to, like, you know, do whatever we were doing down there. You know, it wasn't anything ambitious or like a little outfit from, like, Rainbow Shops, you know. It wasn't really, it was just, and it was also, like, I think my, you know, my parents really instilled in me in a young age that I had no choice. I mean, I had to work, you know, so um, I think that that is a good thing, you know, and I I, I don't know. I was, I'm was, i not still now. I'm like not really, a, except those 529 plans now I save for my kids. But other than that, like, I don't know. I'm not really a big uh, shiny, one shiny thing. Yeah, I mean, when I can't, it's hard to save. It's life is expensive, Mm -hmm. but yes, I mean, I save for the important things. I'm a saver for college for my kids and for retirement. But I mean, I like to spend money too. Not gonna
1: lie. Okay, so um, let's talk about defining success because this is a a large part of the book, right? So um, when I started out in my twenties in this career, I thought success meant like you know rolling in it, like having so much money. Um, I also thought it was like kind of robotic. Um, so I, you know, over time redefine what that means to me. And for me, it's just joy, right? Like that's what success is for me. Just feeling joyful. Um, I'm curious, how did you define success when you started on the Real Housewives? And then looking back, I mean, looking ahead years later, how has that
0: definition changed? Um, you know what, when I first started on the show, it kind of happened to be by accident, honestly, and they only have ever asked me to be myself And I found success with that and that made me feel really good because I know we've discussed before too, like you're really, it's really a vulnerable feeling to just like be yourself and put yourself out there because then people really can like attack you for who you really are. And that sucks, you know? Um, But then when people start to have a positive response from that, it's very rewarding. And then I just have stuck to that, you know? I'm not perfect. Uh, Obviously, like, we've seen that from my... (laughs) my tracks, my bad hair choices in the past, you know, but um, I don't pretend to be and I'm okay with who I am. I think like that for me is a measure of success, right? It's just to know like you're not competing with anybody else except yourself, right? So it's like, if you feel good about yourself, if you're comfortable with who you are and you're okay with showing that, I think you're winning.
1: When I'm the most vulnerable in my career, I can feel like these tingles in my arms. Like I'm getting like, like here's the goal, and then I'm like so close to it that my body has like a physical reaction to it, and like I, you know, get like kind of tense and shaky and tingly, um, and I think it's my, um, my brain and my heart's way of saying like, you're there. But then it's the shadow behind me of like people telling me I was wrong all those years, like saying, like, are you sure? Like, did you ever have these feelings when you're being super vulnerable that first season? Right. When you're
0: probably surrounded by a lot of people who are being fake all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, 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 it's scary to be on this show. It's scary to put yourself out there. It's and people can be mean, you know? So, um, I definitely feel, felt very vulnerable and it definitely was scary. Um, really at the beginning, a lot was just, it was terrifying, like you do it and you just, you're just living and you're in all these situations like you said and whatever happens happens and then you have no control of like what the output is. And I remember before like it actually was airing, there's this whole other element now of like, oh my God, now I actually have to watch this, you know? Um, and you don't always love what you see, you know? But I truly feel like for better, worse, or anything in between, like, obviously we're all like sort of concentrated or exaggerated characters sort of on the show, but it's me, you know? And um, I mean, yeah, I wish I didn't call a grown woman a sloppy chihuahua, but... (laughs) You can't, you can't win them all, and you, sometimes you get a little, you know, you, it just comes out, and it is what it is. Um, but I think it's okay, you know. And now, as time has gone on, like I've become really. I'm just comfortable. I've accepted it for what it is. I've accepted that it's a part of my life. The scariest part for me was navigating through my personal stuff, my personal journey with my ex-husband, and then being very afraid to, like, on one hand, okay, I'm doing this for myself. I'm sharing openly what's going on in my heart and my world, but then being very scared that the catch-up and now the show releasing would affect um, my relationship there because of my kids. And that was actually, like, A lot of that was like pretty terrifying. Um, But we got through it and everything, I feel like landed where it should. And now like we're in such a good space and I'm personally in such a good space. So it's hard to have regrets when everything's landed where it should.
1: You just described like the ultimate situation of that seduction of success, right? Here you are on this show, like advancing your career, advancing your notoriety, knowing that this is going to help you, you know, because you have a platform now with whatever other endeavors you're, you dream of. But yet like it's pushing into your personal life in the most like severe and aggressive of ways, right? Because yeah. this is not an easy situation. Um, this is this is why the book is, exists because... Um, People need help here. Like, you can't be alone in your head during these moments. So you're, like, advancing your career, but you're terrified of what it's doing to your family.
0: Right. But I think then that's why, like, your book is very special and very important because hearing that other women had those same fears... And that that's okay, and then it just like gives you that little push that sometimes you need. And there's a lot of women, I'm sure, at home who are kind of like at a precipice moment, right? And they need a little push. And sometimes just knowing that other people go through the same thing, experience the same fears and anxieties and stress, and you know they're not all put together like they may seem, is like really powerful to know and helpful for. Not just women too, just like everybody, honestly.
1: You know, um, the show is, the podcast is about career journey, but um, I mean, people share and open up about divorce and fertility, like- health issues in a way that's so fascinating because we really can't separate our careers from our personal lives, right? If we're ambitious and passionate, they're intertwined. You 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 just can't separate them, right? So it's not a surprise that in this moment where you're like building your career, it's your your family life is tied into it. It's like braided together.
0: Yeah, and I think like this morning uh we were On the news. And uh, it
1: was WPIX. And I've never been more famous to my parents and my grandmother as I was this morning. I talked
0: to grandma. Yeah. She's really, she's, yeah, she's loving it. But uh, yeah, I, I mentioned like, I feel like it's kind of like water skiing. So it's kind of like one ski is your personal life and one ski is your career. And, you know, it's really, it's a really hard task to water ski, you know? And I think that like, it's really good, a good thing to just focus on getting up. Get up, get up on those skis, find that balance. You can't go unless you balance it. And they don't have to be perfectly balanced. It could be, I mean, watching me try to do that would be hysterical. First of all, I'm afraid of the water, so I don't know. I of course, the water analogy, but it's like, just get up and get going. Just tread the water. And don't worry about being the fastest skier in the water. Just get up on the skis, you know? And like, that should be the initial goal. And then I feel like once you get up and you calibrate and you get a little momentum, you'll find that, like, over time, you get faster and faster and faster, and then you're just, like, ripping it, you know? And, and 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 also, like, you can go a slow pace. You can putt-putt through the water if that's what makes sense for you. You can be the fastest one out there if that's what makes sense for you, but it's it's finding the balance that allows you to go. I love
1: that. You said to me um, when we first met this incredible analogy Um And I just feel like it's the best soundbite for like where we are right now. And it, you know, involves something that's really obviously part of your world, which is taking selfies and stuff. So can you share this, this insight?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is why I loved you instantly, Jodi, because the thing that strikes me about you is just you really like, and obviously your friends and everybody agrees that like, you're very authentic off the bat. And like, you are very vulnerable and you're putting it all out there. And I feel like today in a world where everything is so filtered and so perfect and everybody is and they're even changing their face. It's not even who they are, right? It's, it's exciting and it sets you apart to be okay with being unfiltered and being who you are, you know? And it's sort of like being unfiltered is the new filter. And it's I do think that's powerful. I think it's okay. It's the only thing that's going to set you apart from everybody else who's just perfect, you know? And and I think that everybody could use more of that. So it's almost like super unique to just like be comfortable with who you are and and lean into that. I love
1: this line of thinking because when I, I mean, from until like five years ago, maybe until three years ago, I thought that I could never really be me in this industry, right? It's like super facade. And you mentioned this as well. Like, um, and I thought if I didn't go to college with like, you know, this super famous person, I'm never going to make it. And if I don't, like, have cool furniture in my office, like, this is what I thought success was in my 20s, like, expensive furniture in people's offices, um, then I'm, and I'm, I'm like, that's just not who I am. Like, that's not what I, I would be faking it, right, if I, like, all of a sudden built the office with the famous, like, Dutch furniture or whatever <laughs> it was. So I love that um, hearing this from you because for 15 years, I've been just a kind of alone in my head around like, well, just being who I am. And like, some people didn't like who I was, you know, some people didn't like it and they like told me so.
0: And not I got like my hands slapped
1: a lot by people in this industry. So to hear this now that this is like the time when people like really crave, you know, honesty and vulnerability, it's very reassuring. So thank you for saying this. That's great.
0: You know what, you know what I was thinking about this morning, just to interject to you. It's like, this idea, because I have two, I have a daughter, but I have two sons too, right? And I was thinking about this, this, this balance between, because now I have to reading the book, I'm like, it's all I'm thinking about, right? So I'm like, this balance between like career and personal life. But then I was thinking like, it's almost kind of sad, like for women now, yeah, it's really hard to find the balance. Of course it is. But it's kind of a privilege to be able to say, oh, you know what, as a mom, it's assumed that I get to have this relationship with my kids and now I'm gonna try to figure it out with my career. Where like for my boys, I don't want them to grow up feeling like it's already this trajectory for them of have a career and work, work, work and take care of your wife and your kids. And basically that option is you're sacrificing a real, true connection and relationship with your kids, potentially, you know? And I thought about that, and I was like, you know what? It's really hard. I'm not taking away from it, but, like, it's kind of cool to be a woman in our day and age to be able to have the privilege of finding a balance, you know? And if if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick mom, you know? So... I just thought that was, like, something I was thinking about this morning is, like, it's really hard to find balance, but it's, like, a privilege to have that. Yes, it's really a gift. Struggle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we're going to really switch gears here and talk about your hairstyles on the show. Okay, that's always fun.
0: So, um,
1: (laughs) I think it's so interesting to watch your hairstyles during the course of the years that you've been on the show because from my interpretation, it's like your hair is speaking your feelings. Yeah, It's speaking where your oh heart gosh. and your
2: head were. Yeah, Is that
0: how you interpret it too? A hundred percent. And like, I yes. Like, well, first of all, at the first season, I just didn't know anything about a lot. I had never had extensions. I was like, I, I look at the first season and I was like, girl, why'd you mess with that? should have just <laughs> left it alone. And then you do, you have like people coming at you and you know, you kind of drink the Kool-Aid a little bit. Um, but then it was like, I was going through some of like the worst times of my entire life. And for me, like if people can do that and look stunning through that, you know, good, like kudos to them, that's amazing. But I just, can't that was not a priority to me i got in over my head with this endeavor of these like get these extensions done and then everything fell apart and so did that you know it just wasn't a priority to me to go and look fabulous i was literally just treading water like and trying to get through the show during those times like it like it was hard for me to even be like okay I, you know i have to go where i'm going to go to this lunch or whatever when i really just wanted to like be home and fry and drink wine and eat Cheetos and take care of my kids, you know, and 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 rinse and repeat. You know, it's like, it, it's really hard to get through things. And for me, I wear it on my head, I guess.
1: <laughs> um, the look you had in this past season, like this hairdo with the yeah. little studs here is so adorable. And I think about it with all the, the time. Yeah, the pearls. Yeah. Yes.
0: Wasn't that fun? That was, they were, I did a thing on my Instagram on that because that was really Melissa, who is my hair and makeup girl in California for the show. She um, is brilliant and she we broke a necklace and she used eyelash glue and just glued those to my head. But that's the part that I love, it's so fun. You know, it's fun to be a girl, it's fun to get dressed up. I love getting dressed up, but I'm always gonna be who I am. Like I I was flying here, I was trying to get here. This is a press on because I lost one nail, and I was like, I can't go on TV with one missing thumbnail, you know, and like that's just who I am, and like I'm okay with that, you know. So it is what it is. Um, okay,
1: let's talk about you as an entrepreneur, right? Sorry. We've talked about you as a TV personality.
0: Why launch a skincare brand? This is this was really exciting for me. Well, first of all, I have to take care of my children, right? Like the show is great but it won't be forever. And I really am truly like a product junkie, like being in here today, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is exciting. Um, and I want everything. And I've always explored, but really for me, it actually was more of a, a deeper level thing. I like my hair when everything's falling apart in my life. It really, I, you know, I was trying to put the smile on and everything's fine. Everything's fine. But it came out in my skin bad and I'm a picker and I was stressed. I was making it worse. And that had such a huge effect on my confidence levels and I and then when everything started to get better and I was like okay now I need to figure something out to take care of my kids and take care of myself what do I want to do and I was like you know what I really I want to I want to fix my skin I my goal was I want to walk out of the house without makeup on and feel okay about that and that to me, I don't know if that's a big deal. To To me, that was a big deal because I couldn't do it. And I was like chronically walking around with like the concealer to like all the time to like, you know, patch up. And I went out and I found incredible products. I did that for like literally a year and a half of just trying and sourcing different products. And I found things that like genuinely changed my, my skin and repaired a lot of it and then I thought, well, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna, now I can take this and I can share it and give this gift to other women. And, and I want other women to like our, our, like our, um, I want to say tagline because that's like what I say in Housewives, but <laughs> like our motto is radiate confidence because I really believe that. I believe that when you feel healthy, your skin is healthy, you glow. And the people tell me that now. They're like, you're glowing, you look so happy. And I am, but like, it's radiating, I feel like, from the inside out. But it helps to have like flawless skin. <laughs> it's not flawless, too. I mean, like, we all have problems, but um, even now, you know, I have issues. But it made me feel good about myself and it makes me feel good to give that to other women. So this
1: is your first time starting a business? Yes, it is so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for answering the question I was going to ask you next. This is
0: so hard. Yes, I have made, I've made a lot of mistakes, honestly, too, but it's been a really good learning experience for me. And it is hard, because I get it. I'm on the show and people are like, oh, is this a new toaster, you know, whatever? And, um, it's important for me to let people know that like I really have done this myself. I put in the work. Um, like when you're on the website, if there is a typo or something like that was me, you know, like I'm the one like typing everything. I'm the one putting it in. I'm the one who's figured out, you know, my bottles. And, and I wanted it to look a certain way. And I have some issues with my bottles that I'm working on to fix now. It drives me crazy. And you know, you, you really, I've learned a lot. Honestly, the most, the most thing that I've learned too is, to trust my gut and my instincts, that for me in life, in in like being myself as just like a person, I am pretty confident and comfortable with who I am. But this whole role of being like a boss was, I didn't know if I was doing things right. And it was scary. And um, even like this morning, you were giving me advice and I'm like, oh my God, that felt so good, you know, because you don't always know and um, it's a lot of work and um, a grind, but it, like, like you you talk about too, like the it is very rewarding when things do go well and they start to get momentum and you go 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 like that feels really good and I do crave that and I do like that so it's a lot it's a lot of
1: things. I want to clarify because I was actually surprised by this so. Gina is not just the name for a brand that's manufactured by, you know, some company that, you know, puts out brands. Like she literally researched all this stuff herself. So like the actuators and the pumps, like she picked those, right? So this is the worst part of um, like launching product is the packaging, very complicated. Um, And the fact that you were doing that yourself and never did it before is really, I think, a testament to how passionate you are about doing this. Because you could have taken a much easier path here and just put your name on somebody else's product. Yeah, I
0: also uh, didn't really realize that at the time, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I really did. It was important for me to do it myself, you know, and 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 to learn, and to do it, because really, if I just go and I put my name on somebody else's stuff, I'm then what? Then what do I have? I don't know. I can't run a company. I can't. It's not an education. It's not, you know, I can't really take pride in that. And now it's like, even if there are issues, even if you know I don't it's not even if there are things that you always have to work on and refine it's me you know and that that was important to me and I can say like I stand by every one of those products like they are amazing and to be able to say that like confidently is important so yeah um
1: I told you this this morning and I think it's worth noting on the show I don't believe that there is perfection I don't think the word should even exist because like why is there a word for something that doesn't exist like i believe in unicorns but i don't believe in perfection um and i think it's so important you know because you're an entrepreneur new to this industry that you understand that like there is no perfection and you're just doing your best and like wherever you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to learn right now is exactly what you're supposed to learn
0: yeah but having someone like you like tell someone like me that it It. that's it feels great you know it feels very good she, she just hard. said somebody
1: like me telling <laughs> somebody like this is weird right I mean you know I look up to you so much for your vulnerability and like the way you navigate the show with people who are like obviously not willing to be vulnerable so thank you for just like people have us. a
0: wheelhouse <laughs> right so we can respect each other for what but for what we can give to and contribute to each other right so yeah I think that's rad yeah
1: Okay, so we're going to um, just shift gears real fast. Like usually, I'm obviously asking all the questions, but you actually have some questions for I me. I do, okay?
0: and then we're gonna get to a fun game. They're not that. that like that like tantalizing, but so um, okay. So right off the bat, why yes. did you write this book?
1: I was so lonely in my head when I started the podcast. So unsure of myself. So much self doubt. Like really crippling self doubt. I mentioned people were, like, slapping my hands. Like, I literally had, through my career, like, the heads of the biggest, like, beauty companies saying, no, you can't do that, right? Like, that, I can't be myself. I can't navigate situations my way. So I was really frozen with, like, a lot of those shadows. And, um, you know, after 200 episodes of this show, I've learned so much from my guests, right? And it's the universe brings me the guest when I need to hear their message. It's, like, incredible how this works for me. So this is not just uh, insightful wisdom for the beauty industry. This is incredible wisdom for anybody, anywhere, doing anything. So um, that's when Jan and I sat down together and looked at like, what are the themes that people keep talking about? And these themes are universal. Like everybody wants like to live a better life, you know, to um, know what makes them happy. And that's what this book is all
0: about. All right, that's right. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, okay, oh, what, this I really, I want like, what was the hardest part of writing the book?
1: Um, I think Jan would agree with me. Like, there's just so much great content and so many, like, pearls of wisdom from our guests. And our guests are people who are, um, like, household names. They're people who work behind the scenes at major corporations. And they're entrepreneurs who have yet to reach their goals. So, like, everybody just comes at these topics of life-work balance and, um finding success in different ways and um 200 episodes that's like almost 200 hours of transcripts to read right it's a lot of content but we whittled and whittled and whittled into these incredible themes and um I love it so
0: what was like the first part that you wrote though I'm always curious about that when people write um books, like, the
1: intro which so is you did so yeah. you started at the beginning yeah so and we started with sense. an outline we started with a lot of notes yeah. So like yeah. all the the Michigas that yeah. I've lived through, you know, and the things
0: that I saw and like the way that I felt. Yeah. Um, kind of laid an outline for you there. And then,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of jobs through the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten fired a lot, laid off a mm-hmm. lot, right? So there's like a lot of source material for, you know, difficult situations. And like I said, I've had a lot of encounters in just growing my own business that, um, you know, I, I guess I thought was okay or normal back then. And I realized, you know, once I started to get Um, you know, a little bit more confidence that, like,
0: that's BS. Oh, my God. It's total BS. But you know what? Also, like, getting fired is just, like, you weren't right for that company or that, you know, and now, but now it's like, okay, those people who told you no, you've just taken it and you've done your own thing. And now people are following that thing that they told you was a no. So, it turns out it's a yes. So... Yeah, it's hard great. to know that when you have to pay your rent in New York City,
2: right? Yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, you can't cash a check on that. Yeah, but um, okay. And then, what do you hope? What do you hope that your readers will learn from the book? That they're
1: not alone right? So that's number one. And number two, that they really can drive their career tied to their passions and their joy and whatever that looks like and however they define success. There's not one way to do this. So I think it's really important that we all learn that. There's a story that like always comes to mind of this woman I met at a party. She's like, let's say like in her early fifties, she's a physician. And she was telling me she doesn't want to be a doctor anymore. I'm like, So why are you still a doctor? And she just felt like she had to be so rigid to this vision of who she was at 19 years old when she was like heading off to medical school, right? Mm -hmm. She thought she had to be that forever. But I think
0: we can change our minds. Oh my God. I, one of my, like a big, so Susan Bender, she's a designer in Manhattan. I met her, of course, through Heather Dubrow last year, um, my fancy friend. But um, so Susan was a friend of Heather's and she's a very successful designer. But Susan, I I find this the same thing. She she was older. Um, She was like, I I think she was even in her late forties or fifties. She was in corporate America crushing it. And she wasn't happy. And she went to her husband and was like, I'm just not happy. I'm not happy. I really, like, I have a passion. I want to design. And he supported her. And she walked away from her career. And now she's Susan Pender, New York, you know? And, and she's happy. And she's and I. every time I see her, she makes me happy because it's the same thing. Like, she gives me just, like, you know when people are happy, they want to share that happiness with other people. And that feels really good. And she's definitely one of those stories. So I love that. You know, it's like find find what you really do love and do that. It's just hard to figure out what you love, right? I think that's like one of the hardest. But the we hardest can be patient with ourselves. Yeah. I don't know that these answers have to be like ready-made. You kind of have to be patient, right? Cuz there's nothing you can really do to speed up that process. So, I mean, I found it eventually, but
1: well, now we're going to shift gears okay. to um, a new segment of our show that we started this year in honor of our fifth anniversary, which is games. Oh, I so, love games. Okay. So, um, you know, Andy Cohen is actually like a big inspiration for us in our silly games. We're not yes. actually out to like get anybody though. Like we're not like, you know, some of the questions they ask in these games on Watch What Happens are like, you know, they could be kind of cruel in yeah. their responses. We're not looking to do that. We're just okay. looking to have some fun. So Esperanza is going to help us here. Um, hi, Esperanza. Okay, so All right. what we're going to do is play a game called Long Island in Real Life. Okay. Okay, so, um, okay, here are the rules. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Okay, so we know you're from Long Island, right? That's, that's part of the story. Um, the instructions. We're going to show you a celebrity. We want you to tell us if they're born in Long Island Live, live there full-time or if they just summer there. Okay. Okay, so um, okay. Esperanza will hold up the sign. She's right next to you. I don't know if that's a weird angle for you. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. Lindsay Lohan, is she born on Long Island, live on Long Island, or summers on Long Island? Born. Let's see, Esperanza.
0: Yes. It's hard to claim that one, but yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, our next celebrity... Gwyneth Paltrow, Oh, is she born on Long Island, live there full time, or just summers there? I'm gonna say summer. Let's see Esperanza. She's summers, yeah. okay. Next celebrity. <laughs> Mariah Carey, born, lives, or summers? I'm pretty sure she was born. Do you think she's right? <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard for Esperanza. She's born there. Okay. okay. Next celebrity. So you've gotten all of them right so far. I love Long Island. I have a lot of <laughs> Okay, here's like island so long island. Victoria Gotti, born, lives, or summers.
0: L- well, lives, right? Because those boys, I remember my friends, like their daughter, they were trying to keep those boys, the Gotti boys, away from their daughters. <laughs>
1: right? Okay, oh my god, yeah, you are getting lives. them all right. Yeah. Okay, next question. Michael Kors, born, lives, or summers.
0: Oh, I think he, oh, I'm caught. I think born. I'm going to say born.
1: But I'm not sure. Born. Oh my God, you've gotten them all right. Okay, is there one more left? Okay. Our last celebrity guessing game Beyonce, born, lives, or summers? Summers. Let's see. Yes, you got them all right. (laughs)
0: I really, I really like, I really am. Very Long um, Island to the core. Thank you for playing.
1: You're on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Esperanza. Okay, now last segment, and then you can mix and mingle and take pictures. Um, fan questions. So we have um, a stick mic that we can walk around. Um, raise your hand if you have a question for Gina, please. Don't be shy. All the way in the back.
2: Um, so in the creation of your skincare line, when was the first moment you felt successful in, in it?
0: Um, honestly, you know what? And it's it's, it's kind question. of crazy, but it is very, like, so it's like today, don't you feel successful? Because this is a celebration. This is amazing. Right? So honestly, the, the launch party, and it's on the show... I was so scared. First of all, I've never thrown a party. I've never even thrown anything on the show because I'm like, oh, that's something that was pointed out on the show. Right. I'm heard. like, okay, hey, bitches. I was going through like a hard time. Sorry about that, but um, but yes, but that was a really big deal, and I'd never thrown a party that size, and so I really was mostly just like so scared and stressed, and you know, like all my friends and family were there, um, and then like right before it started, I just really like resigned to the fact that like, okay, but we're doing this. And I just decided to enjoy it. And honestly, like it was such a special moment. And I really just leaned into that moment. And I obviously cried like a (laughs) baby, like I could cry now, but because that really did, that really made me feel, it made me feel everything that I put into it. Um, And and I really enjoyed that night. So like that really, and I looked around and I just, I really just saw like all my family and all my friends were there to support me. And and none of the ladies even got in a fight that night. I was like, this is so great. Thank you guys. You know, but that was like a big deal. I feel like that's when I, that was the first moment I felt kind of successful. That and seeing when I first got my first sample bottles with the artwork on it. That's like a big deal too, because you're like, oh my God, I did this, you know? That was such a good question. You're yeah. gonna get a gift from Gina. Yes, I will send so, you a so red so, yeah, to Don't try and have your yeah. info. We're gonna yes. get your address.
1: Okay, we have time for one more question in the audience. Yes.
0: Thank you. Okay, so
2: if
1: you were going to be, this is a kind of cliche, so I'm sorry, but if you were going to be deserted on a on an island, and you had a premonition that you, it was going to happen. What one beauty product would you bring? And I will rule out your own and also sunscreen because we know everyone would say sunscreen. Yes. What was the uh, other item you would bring to the deserted item?
0: Okay, so I would definitely bring, okay, so, and this is, like, if you know me, like, Marissa knows this. Like, I am obsessed with um, Too Faced, Mixa Lip Gloss, um... But they're discontinuing it so i i make a point to say it at every like speaking event because i'm like please bring it back yes and it's the color is net worth i'm wearing it now i have hoarded them like every sephora oh, wait, this, i hunted down yeah i do and i found one in a backpack before i left for this trip i was like oh my god thank you another one so like all i have hoarded as many as i can and it's it's literally this deserted island is happening to me it's just here and I'm it's depleting through it, and I'm really sad about it. So I might have to, I've been looking into trying to like figure out what's in it to replicate it. I mean, so definitely my lip gloss. In yes. this
1: business, we call that benchmarking. It's at like, what was it? Benchmarking. Yes. Like taking another product I'm and sending to the lab and benchmarking. Yes. <laughs> For sure. You're gonna get a gift from Gina. Yes. Okay. Okay, yes. so now we're going to do two questions from Instagram Live before we close everything out.
2: Great. Okay. Uh, hey. Hey. Okay. So the first question is, how do you deal with negative feedback? In this case, maybe negative comments on social media?
0: I mostly just ignore. Like, I don't – I really don't go on it. And, like, honestly – it's it's really hysterical. Like a lot of it is just like really ridiculous. I think that like being in this industry in the limelight, you really have to have, I have very good family, very good friends, and that is my shield. That is all that really matters. Anything outside of that shield, it just doesn't matter. So if some chick wants to tell me that the arch in my eyebrows makes her want to literally kill herself, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like a her problem, you know? Like, so there's nothing I could do about that, you know? Um, but, yeah, and a lot of it, you know, you just, it's like like what you tell your, it really is just like hurt people hurt people, and most of it's not real. And, and honestly, there's something to be said about like the more that people are trying to take you down, you're probably, like, the more success you're actually finding, you know? That is kind of like a measurable, you know, a measurable thing. Like, right? It's like the more hate you get, the better you're doing. So, yeah. Do you remember the first time we got, like, a
1: bad review on iTunes for our podcast? It's like, we made it.
0: Yeah, right? You're like,
1: Someone took the time to diss us? Right. Like, these people
0: really care. Like, you really hate me enough to, like, really go out of your way to say that.
1: The um, review um, took aim at she didn't like my voice. Oh, I my
0: mean, I mean, that's how I live my life. Everybody, <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's, I hear it. It's not like I don't hear it, you know? What can we going to do about it? Girl, awesome. like, I can't help it. Everybody
1: okay, knows. so we need to let that person know on Instagram Live that we're going to send them a gift. Okay, one yeah, more yes. question for Gina.
2: All right, we've got one more. Who do you look up to most in your career?
0: Oh, in my career. I mean, I look up to a lot of women. Like, meeting you, Jody. like, you are an example of somebody that I really do look up to, and I know that that's probably, like, you know, very, like... And like, you know, but I'm not just saying that, like, really, I'm like, I have, I feel like I have a good skill set of like finding smart people and people who really know what they're talking about. And then I will just glom on to that person. Like, you know, I have no shame in that. And like, I, I am really, I do really look up to, and honestly, I look up to, and I know this is controversial, but I look up to Heather on the show. Heather has helped me tremendously. Like she is, she's ahead of me. Um, And she has really built herself. Up and built, she's super successful and she works hard for it. And she's always there to help me and try and raise me up in a sea of a lot of women who are trying to drag me down. Um, so, and she never makes me feel less than, even though she has like a movie theater in her house, you know, she's like a solid chick. And I just like, I just like anybody who is looking to Raise themselves up and and take take you with them. You know those p- kind of people are important to me, and I really see you as one of those people. Like I look up to you. I I enjoyed your book. I think your podcast is. Great, but like also I consider you a friend. That's nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, this is amazing. I have one more card to read, and then you're gonna read the last card, which is how we okay. that podcast. Okay. Okay. So um I wanna thank you so much, Gina, for being here. This is incredible. It was literally a dream come true for me. <laughs> and that my family and friends and team members are here is incredible. Um, thank you for everyone coming out to celebrate the launch of my book, Facing the Seduction of Success. Oh, you're all gonna get a gift. So um you're gonna get a cute box and stuff, so you don't have to take these loose ones. Uh, you'll have something really sweet. Um, to walk home with. Um, Thanks again to our sponsor, Grin. And um, thank you to the BASE Beauty team. Can you all like, whoop, whoop, like, raise your... Yeah, like, there's just like... (laughs) So many incredible people. Um, It's a dream come true to work with these incredible people. Um, And then now to you. Oh,
0: okay. So this is what I'm doing here. Please subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Please subscribe to our series on your favorite podcast app, and for updates about the show, please follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast.
2: Woo! <laughs> Thank so
0: Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.